Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It is the 30th day of March, and I want to thank you for joining me as we are still in the book of Genesis, working through these Genesis story. It is also the middle of the week, and that means on it's a Wednesday, and that means, of course, that we will be posting last night's Bible study. We do a Tuesday evening study here in Flowery Branch, Georgia. That will post today. We've been working our way through the Sermon on the Mount, not sequentially, just all over the place. And uh, we'll have another one up today sometime, usually by midday. The video goes up, the audio goes up by the afternoon. PaulWhiteMinistries.com. PWM is our YouTube page or wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can get that full length. They're usually between 45 minutes and an hour. And um, check it out. I'm, I'm really excited about what has been coming out in these in, in these Tuesday nights, I, the, the exploration for me has just been a tremendous time, and we've been getting good feedback from you as well. Tomorrow on the podcast, we will have the essay edition for the month of March. Um, these are a little difficult at this point for me to squeeze in uh, simply because I'm working so much on our new Jonah book, but I do take a little time, step aside from Jonah try to focus my thoughts elsewhere and write a little essay. And I've been doing that for a few years now, um, really doing it to, to keep working on my writing and, and also to keep forcing myself sort of as a discipline to write. It really wouldn't be necessary to do the essays right now because we're working on the book. And so the writing discipline is, is being honed. But um, I'm also sort of a creature of habit, and I don't like to break the streak. So we will do an essay um, that will post for you tomorrow. Okay, um, I got all of that out of the way up front today so we can get into the 42nd chapter of Genesis. It's 38 verses long. It is a story that I'm not going to read all 38 verses. I just, I'll, I, today's scripture reference is Genesis 42, the whole chapter. Go check it out. It's the story of Joseph's brothers coming down into Egypt. The end of 41 set us up for this where it told us that Joseph was the one who was in charge of handing out the grain and then that the surrounding nations were coming to Egypt to buy grain. Joseph's brothers are starving in the land uh, in which they live, what will be, of course, the children of Israel. And so they go to Egypt to buy grain. Now, remember, they don't realize that anything positive happened to Joseph. In fact, they're pretty sure that he's probably dead. They sold him into slavery. They don't know where he went from there. They have no I there's no possible way they could suspect that he would have ascended the ladder of power in Egypt. And so they stand in front of him and not they don't recognize him. Of course, he also is in Egyptian garb. Egyptians do not have facial. They they didn't grow beards. Uh, beards were an abomination. Full beards were an abomination to an Egyptian. So Joseph stands in front of them, smooth-shaven, dressed like an Egyptian. They, of course, are wearing what might eventually be more indicative of what we would consider an Israelite or a Jewish man of that era, um, although that's not a phrase that would yet have meant anything to them, but you get my point. So there's this great contrast in the way they look and the way he looks. They don't recognize him. He recognizes them. And so he puts them to a little test, and you could say that a lot of what happens in the first 24 verses is really just Joseph trying to figure out if they recognize him, trying to figure out if his dad's alive, trying to figure out if his other brother Benjamin is alive because he's not with them. And so some of the conversation that transpires where he accuses them of being spies, he knows they're not spies, 
but he wants to see their response. And it works because he can speak their language, but they don't know it. And so they can't really hide anything from him. And they have this little internal conversation about how they're being judged for selling their brother off into slavery. And um, any, in the long run, the thing that really strikes me in retelling this story for you is that Joseph in verse 25 gives a command to his men to fill the sacks of, of, with grain, but also restore every man's money to his sack and give them provisions for the journey. And that's what they do. So they load the donkeys with grain to take it back home, but they brought money to buy the grain. Joseph, unbeknownst to them, has their money put back into their satchels, effectively giving them the grain. And when they get home, they tell their fathers, like, we, I, I don't know what to say about this. You know, this, is a, this man was harsh with us, but he gave us our money back. And I, I don't think it's a great stretch to see that our comparison of Joseph as Jesus continues and that Jesus blesses with full sacks of grain, but doesn't take payment for it. And so Joseph refuses payment from his brethren, even though his brethren weren't good to him. Jesus refuses payment from us for his provision and his goodness and his blessing, even though we were not necessarily good to Jesus. And I mean not necessarily good, both literally in our lives and figuratively in what happens to him at the cross. Literally, I haven't always been the best of the father's sons in the way I act. Figuratively, I am the crowd that puts Jesus on the cross. My sin is what he's paying for. That's part of what he's doing there. And so I am culpable in so many words, in so many ways, as you are. We all are. And yet he has filled my satchel with grain He's blessed me, in other words. I look at my wife and my children, and I see blessing. I look at my life, and I see blessing. My body, my mind, and I see blessing. And yet, he doesn't charge me. He doesn't withhold blessing from me if I don't read enough, or if I don't give enough, or if I don't perform enough. And as soon as you can settle your spirit on that, that God is good to me, even when I'm not good to him, then you'll be at rest knowing that you must be greatly loved. And I don't know a soul in the world that has that revelation and then ignores God. And I don't think you will either, and I don't think you'll have to worry about that. Okay, as we said before, essay edition tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a great day. God bless.